0: Welcome to Stuck at Home with
1: Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith.
0: Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman.
1: Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Me, the guy that brings a water bottle, bottle
2: full of change to the bank and asks for, for coupons
1: <laughs> on the payday. Water. No, you got to do the water, uh, that's great, the water jug.
2: <laughs> yeah, the water jug, like the whole yeah, big water jug. The big arrowhead one. Yeah, like here, hey, can I, can I turn this into banknotes? <laughs> bank Just notes. make
1: it all dimes, please, roll them. <laughs> See what I'm doing here with these new glasses? <laughs> I, like oh, I like it. All dimes, like all
2: pennies all pennies i just need them i just need them rolled make sure you get out all the ones with the states because i'm collecting all 50 states
1: right and then you stand there and look at everybody who's waiting (laughs) online like what 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 What? it's a free country i have to eat too all right listen new glasses new glasses to the show i'm not gonna actually wear these though all right hi everybody hey jason smith how you doing hey
2: cliff dorfman i'm I'm Dan. I'm peachy. I'm velvet. I'm velvety fog.
1: Yeah, Mel Torme. You are the uh, the uh, the metaphorical Mel Torme. Hey, Dan Eisen. It is Thursday. I know. And by the way, this was a thing that happened yesterday. Everybody except I think me thought it was Thursday.
2: It was. It was a weird day.
1: Yeah, it was a weird day, right? Like everyone, but cumulatively, it was like a uh, collective thing, a collective uh, it, agreement. Everyone's like, it's Thursday, right? It, yeah. You know, I
2: think it, like September has just been full of four day weeks somehow, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Like fuck it, we're done with <laughs> this week. And this has been a rough week. Like I know that you don't let, watch the news, but we know all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's it's crazier and crazier every day.
1: I know what they you know. Listen, I know what just recently happened because you told me because you thought it was something I should be informed about. Which you're right, you know, because that's about humanity. That's yep. not a, like we said yesterday. But yeah, it's a crazy week. It's a crazy month. It's a crazy year. Um, aliens are real, and uh, it's 2020.
2: You just throw the aliens are real thing, and they're like in the middle. It's like. That's Things are Pentagon happening, you know. It's a Thursday. <laughs> uh, the sky is are... blue. We mow grass. Aliens are real. Uh, <laughs> my mom's name's Linda. Like you can just throw aliens are real in the middle of it all.
1: That's how the Pentagon did it. They're like, they're like, it's an election year. It's yeah. oh wait, it's COVID. Oh wait, there's yeah. a quarantine. Oh wait, there's a shutdown. Yeah. Uh, wait, oh wait, that uh, uh, George Floyd. Oh wait, there uh, uh, aliens are real. Uh, oh wait, there's. <laughs> That's yeah, there's gremlins to... in my blood uh... <laughs> but that is what they did you know that that's how they released it they just said it like that TikTok is not of this world <laughs> I'm just saying when the pentagons the pentagons never said anything when was the last time you remember
2: a pentagon disclosure I don't know if I really pay attention to a lot of pentagon the only place I really see pentagon disclosures are in transformers movies <laughs> Um. Right. remember the cat from outer space. I remember there was a Pentagon disclosure in that movie from mm. the Disney. Like only Pentagon disclosures <laughs> I really ever see are in, in, in movies, you know, like uh, deep impact, like the Pentagon discloses the ELE. Yes. How do exactly. you know about ELE? Right,
3: yeah. the
2: ELE,
1: the, the thing that's going to hit the earth, like, <laughs> like whatever it is. Oh yeah. By the way, did you see today?
2: There is actually no, the, the, um, the largest asteroid, the closest to us, that's not going to hit us just came by, like I mean, it's the size it, of like a school bus or like a, like a revival tent or something. And it just, it swung on by about 12,000 miles away or 22 million miles. I don't know. But, but there's one that just swung on by just recently.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. And huh. by the way, no, that's very interesting, but the news is I, I would almost guarantee telling you that to, to put a little scare in you. Like the next one could be the one.
2: Well, right. Like, cause you don't need to know there's so what many rocks flying the- by. Like why did why, nobody, like every time a dodgeball hits a small child, I don't need to hear about it. Like, and this is just going by.
1: Well, I can write 10 segments now that are based on, <laughs> you know, a fear based news channel on an asteroid coming 22 mile, uh, 22 million miles close to earth. That's on no trajectory course. Like, what would you do in an asteroid impact? What Tune would you at do eleven for a contact bar? I'd
2: yeah.
1: Where would your kids be if it hit at school? Well, what are school procedures for asteroid like impact?
2: Just a lone <laughs> swing with a rock in the middle of it, just like swinging all by itself. Like, this.
1: but by the way, this is where these movies come from. Uh, the, these ridiculous ideas though, the alien thing is real. The other than that, though, this is where and this is where we've been spending all our time. Like before, TV became the new movie. Where did you spend most of your time? Um, before
2: TV became the new movie, um, yeah. probably. Play and pretend, movies. I guess. Yeah, Ratchet movies. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. That wasn't that
1: hard a question, Jason. Uh, well,
2: I, I thought there was a special answer to it. Grimmons are in everybody's blood. Um, <laughs> what? Um, I'm possessed by a subdemon. Anyway, what you were saying, movies.
1: Yeah, well, movies. And and for me, it was, since I'm as little as I can remember, you know, when I was uh, going to my grandma Sylvia's in Fresh Meadow, my parents, I would beg my mom to let me stay there for the weekend. And then she'd let me walk to the area was the fresh metal twin and then it turned into the bagel the bagel nash was next door and turned into the quad then it turned into the eight i think it turned into a quad or an apex but definitely a quad and i would go in the morning i'd have my grandma drop me off and i just sneak into the theaters and go back and forth and i would see the worst things like telethon with john ritter
2: i <laughs> did like, all those things too we we'd, yeah. we'd go in and we go like it'd be ghoulies and then we go into
1: critters and You're then me. Uh, i'm me I'm a oh lead. yeah
2: me and my well i was like five or six years old and my friend suey he would. He was like a couple years older than me, and my mom trusted um, for him to uh, to to take me there. But we do the same thing. We go. It would be like we watch Short Circuit over and over and over again because it was mm. ten years probably later. We go. You know, we go into Short Circuit <laughs> and she then swing, playing an swing back that. by into like everything. Sheedy was wa- playing in during that time. Like we watch uh, Police Academy sure. Four. You know, Citizens on Patrol, and then go I back into those. The, yeah, like go back and <laughs> forth. Yeah. Exactly, what
1: same to that thing guy with the with the with the sound effects.
2: Oh yeah, he he uh, Michael uh, something. What? But I'm not going to get in trouble. That,
1: that guy's name. He's him. in. A, he did. A, he did all the voices wait, for the. Let's for have our, uh, Let's make a poop. Yes. Okay. So let's not even talk about. So why I brought that up is because of our guest, mm-hmm. right? Because he is someone who we are going to spend this time talking specifically. A lot of times we talk content. You know, that's the new. That's the new term. We talk content. But what's what's great about our guest is that he is a movie expert. He like me, we're gonna find out a little how he got ensnared in this crazy crap that Mm -hmm. uh, makes us cinephiles. Uh, But this guy, I mean, (laughs) he's pretty impressive, no?
2: Absolutely, very really. impressive.
1: Yeah, he's a box office analyst. He's a critic. He spent, I think, nearly a decade producing a show that he was nominated for four Emmy awards on. What was it called Honest Trailers? Honest That's Trailers. Screen yeah. Junkies. Yep. Right, and now he's got a new podcast called uh, All My Movies. All My Movies. You see, All My, All my, Movies. my Movies. That's actually a pretty an easy, uh, pretty easy one to remember. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Dan Merle. Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Hello. Yeah. What's How's up? How's it Dan? going?
1: All right. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. I will have to say, if you have the change, normally I would say take that to the bank. I'm going all the way back to the beginning.
1: Yeah, boom. Go get it. My go, go. partner
0: Mara, she went to Michael's and she paid with change. And they literally they got on the radio and they were like, dimes. We have dimes. We have dimes. <laughs> we got dimes. Um, do, oh, you, freak- will be a, you will be a hero forever if you take change normally stores don't want your change but right now they do. want your change now they want it
2: right now if you're like oh my goodness you have pennies they they'll just like well they'll buy it for they'll pay, they'll pay for pennies pennies on the dollar right now yeah,
0: exactly
1: <laughs> well dan welcome to the show thank you for being here
0: thanks for having me
1: and uh, congratulations on all the past success and on your new podcast, All My Movies, which when do new episodes drop on this? Tell me that.
0: New first. episodes drop on Wednesdays. The We have two different ways you can watch the show. You can watch the show on the Schmodon Entertainment Network on YouTube. The, and then, uh, the Yeah, for the home of the Schmodown. Yeah, uh, you, you, you can see me there as well, oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, but you can also listen to the podcast if you prefer audio. Uh, you can listen to it, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple. Uh, those also drop on Wednesday afternoons, usually a little bit before the show, but the show premieres uh, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, here uh, on YouTube and then elsewhere uh, on Wednesdays uh, for your audio podcast of choice.
1: Dan, are you a, um, are
0: you a very detail
1: oriented person?
0: I can be. It 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 kind of depends on on which Yes. Yes, when it comes to work, <laughs> Isn't yes. Hey in my that. life no. Well,
1: yeah. detail oriented I can be. Let's see. In my work, I am. When it comes from noon to 8, I am not. Yeah, I'm <laughs> exactly detail oriented sir. And and I ask that uh, leading into my next question, which is um how did this, you know, addiction start for you?
0: That's a good question. I it's it's as long as i can remember (laughs) is i mean i i I talk about it's different i guess the closest analogy now would be scrolling through netflix but uh, it really did come from i would go usually you know on friday nights with my mom or on wednesday afternoons with my grandmother we'd go to the video store and just walking up and down the aisles and you'd see box art box cover art which uh is a lost, is a lost art now <laughs> yeah. and it's it's really was that the kind of mystery and then you know I would find the movies that I loved and jaws was one of them et was one of them and you start wanting to learn more about that and I just got uh, fascinated by it and so I'd rent more movies and learn more about it and it just it's like uh, it's like the rabbit hole it's like alice in wonderland once you get you're just tumbling head over uh, you know head over heels down into it and it's just been my whole <laughs> yeah life. if
2: you if you find the Box art for the rabbit hole. You, it means you went through that like little beaded <laughs> curtain yeah. at the video oh, store. Yes, Stay true. away! Don't go the into the rabbit, rabbit hole. Very, very inappropriate stuff for kids. We had Everything
0: a very, we had a friend. very responsible video uh, store crew uh, staff. Uh, they never let me go back in that room, which is good. Well, I was going to ask good.
1: you: Are you a blockbuster guy, or are you a local mom and pop
0: guy? A little bit of both. A little yeah. bit of both. We had Same we more. had the blockbuster in town, as yeah. everybody did. But yeah. uh, uh, you know, we would go to the mom and pop store. Those were closer to my house. So a lot of times for convenience, we'd go there.
1: But at the end of the day, right, it's like there was nothing really more exciting than either a new release or, you know, meaning on a Friday going to the movies with your boys Mm -hmm. or by yourself or on a Saturday, Sunday or the new release at the blockbuster.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, And that and that uh, I was actually talking with one of my friends about this, that when you would go to the to the wall and there'd be no copies left. But then there was the little bin, little return yes. bin where they were like stocking things. If you found that movie you were looking for before it got back to the shelf, it's like, you figured out a cheat code.
1: Yeah. You're like a little movie leprechaun. Oh, there's a, exactly. I
0: found it. Uh, yeah. You know, so. it just,
1: and then the, 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 uh, the, the, clerk will always look at you like this just came in. You're yeah. so lucky.
0: I'm yeah. going to rewind it, this. this for just you. came in to the, <laughs> through the drop box, So yeah. you're lucky someone you. else can grab it.
1: Yeah, exactly, and they let you know. They let you know, oh, but yeah. this is what I'm saying. It is an addiction. For me, it started very young. I was an only child, so I was watching movies all the time. It was my escape. You know. Right? Oh, you're an only child too. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm ado- you know I was adopted on top of it. So you know it was like oh great I'm going to just go run into those dark theaters as much as I can. Um, for me, it was a little more of I want to see my name up there. Did you have that or were you just completely engrossed?
0: Um, I think I I, I wanted to at a certain point I decided I wanted to start making movies. Mm -hmm. And so it did become kind of a wish fulfillment thing and learning and, and figuring out the craft of it. And ultimately, you know, as I got older, I I transitioned a little bit away from wanting to be Steven Spielberg, which is what I did when I wanted to be a kid. And it was more about like an analyzing it and sharing that and that analysis with people, because I found out that like when I get older and and you meet more people and more people that are in the movies, I found out how much I just loved the conversation and comparing notes like, Oh really? I thought this, I thought this. And, that it really drew me in that direction. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it, I, you know, I've, I've been an editor and, and uh, writing and producing, and I still love to do that stuff as well, but I also have just really drawn and I'm lucky that I get to do that now a lot of my channel, which is doing reviews or doing breakdowns, why I love this movie or why I love that movie, because it, it opens up that conversation and you can get that, that discussion started
1: on your channel on the shmoda
0: um, well, I've got this, so uh, the uh, the the podcast is on SEN, the Shmoop Entertainment Network, and then I have my own YouTube channel that I actually earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really smart move. So I'd been with Screen Junkies for about you eight must year. say so yourself, and then uh, exactly <laughs> no, I love to uh, hear this. And I then back it. in April, <laughs> I started my own YouTube channel, um, largely devoted to uh, box office and movie reviews. Uh, right when uh, there was neither of those things anymore. <laughs> so it was, it was impeccable so you, timing. On my so part. what's
1: the name of the YouTube channel?
0: Uh, just Dan Merle Movies. You can okay, search great. it on YouTube. Just Dan yeah. Merle Movies, you'll find Which it. Which
1: is different from all my movies.
0: It is. It is a little <laughs> bit. Somebody was sitting on the name Dan Merle. It would just be my name, but some um, other Dan Merle just sitting on the YouTube name Dan <laughs> Merle. So mine had to be Dan Merle Movies. Sorry
2: about okay. that. <laughs> uh, you, it's it's, it's cheap. Don't in. worry. I got you. I got you. Just $350,000 and you can have it. A-
1: yeah. Fair so enough. thanks, Jace. Um, wait, you mentioned Spielberg, right? So one of your new episodes, you go into deep dives, right? That's what you do mm-hmm. on there. Tell us a little of what all my movies is.
0: So I, it, it's an idea that I really wanted to do for a long time, which was I, I, a lot of, cause I've got my movies in, on shelves, you know, so it's like I'm looking at them and a lot of times, you know, I'll look at those movies and I'll think either one, I haven't watched that movie in a really long time and I'd like to watch it again. Or two, it's something where I, I connect it to a lot of different things in my life and, and I, I just thought of this idea of doing a show where I do literally a show devoted to every single one of them. It's kind of the, it's I draw a lot of shelf. inspiration from the, yeah, from the shelf. Yeah, from Colbert. Stephen Colbert used to do this thing on Comedy Central. It's called Better Know a District. Mm-hmm. And his idea was, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I'm going to profile every single congressional district in the United States. He, he didn't even come close to doing it, obviously. Right. But it but was it's like 535, cool I think. Really? Uh, oh, so like, who's
1: going for like I want 535 episodes?
0: Ex- exactly. He wanted, <laughs> right. So, uh, but I, my goal is, and this is this will take forever, is to eventually do an episode. Uh, you know, some movies will get their own episode. Mm-hmm. Some movies, I'm sure, I'll probably group together because not every movie is necessarily going to be worth an hour long episode. But uh, wait, it,
1: are the movies on your wall VHSs?
0: They're mostly Blu-ray, some okay. DVD.
1: You have laser um, discs?
0: I don't have any VHS left, and no laser uh, discs anymore. Laser okay. discs—I have a couple, but I was never a collector. I've gotten all those kind of posts, you know, when they're cheaper now. Just because, again, <laughs> it's just kind of the novelty of it, you know.
1: Right. So, how many movies do you think you have on your uh, shelf there?
0: It's a last count. I think we're like over seven hundred.
1: So over the amount of congressional districts.
0: Yes, over the amount of congressional <laughs> districts, definitely, <laughs> okay. and growing because I'm a I am a bargain bin addict. Okay, so, so what I'm do you always do? Always looking for for a good deal
1: but what do you, okay, you got 700, slow down, but what do you, I'm sure you, I'm sure your partner's thrilled. What are you doing like, you know, with them? So now you take down like one of your episodes coming up, you mentioned Spielberg is ET, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next week's episode is ET. And that one is actually one that I was really excited to do because I, what my goal with the show is if you're listening, I'm going to throw some information about where the movie came from and how it was made and, and you know, it's not necessarily an exhaustive behind the scenes look, but just some general information. And I like to try to find interviews and trailer clips and stuff about how, you know, how much money it made at the box office. That's part of it. But then a lot of it is, it's kind of like a a little micro view of the much bigger tapestry of my life with these movies is my specific memories. Like when did I first remember watching it? What memories do I have connected with it? And some movies it's, only well, a let's couple do things. ET. Tell me, yeah, what ET was, had so many.
1: So tell me, when do you? When was the first time you saw it? I'll tell you mine. Tell me yours.
0: Uh, mine was I was probably six or seven, and mm-hmm. uh, it was my grandmother. She we used to go rent movies on Wednesday afternoons, and I rented ET. I couldn't tell you exactly when it was, but I remember I rented it, and then I went back, and I think for the next six or seven weeks, that's the movie that I picked out was E.T. because I wanted to watch it again and I wanted to watch it again. And so it became this thing and then Mm it just has become a movie that I keep going back to throughout my life. Uh,
1: Listen, I saw it the first time at the Merrick Twin. My dear friend, John Bertini, ran the place, ultimately gave me a job there. After I saw it there, I can't count how many times I watched that movie. Um, I remember like a camp reunion like uh, sleeping at this kid jeff stein's house and like like running like sneaking out with him and this guy brian to like a midnight movie to meet girls to go see but it was et i was like i don't even care about the girls it's (laughs) et like but these are the things attached to this movie and then growing up it never left me
0: yeah and, and that's what i like about the show is you know obviously i'm sharing my memory of it but i've already gotten so you know so many people that have Texted and not texted. Luckily, no one's texted me, but, <laughs> but tweeted yeah, me. And, there, and uh, well, actually, I had a couple people, like a couple of my friends, texted me because I was well, talking about in my first episode about the Dark Knight, saying like, "Hey, I went to saw it with 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 some friends," and I had oh. one of those friends text me, just be like, "I remember that. We yeah, we went opening night, etc." It's it, I it, My goal is that in doing the show, it gets people thinking about these movies and thinking about where what it means to them and how it ties into to their life as well, because it's it's a lot more than just a movie especially these big big monumental ones it's it's tied into memories and and you know i think the word nostalgia gets thrown around in kind of a derogatory way and i think cheap nostalgia is definitely a a cop-out but i think that that when it's, when it's an actual nostalgia where it brings back a, a very vivid sense or memory of something, I think there's nothing, I don't mean to sound like too much like Don Draper here, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a very potent thing, you know? Well,
1: you look like him, you might as well sound like him. <laughs> On top of it, if you haven't seen this guy, if you're only listening to this, this is a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. All right, so listen, I mean, he's got that tall thing, dark. He looks like Don Draper. He's not kidding. That, I, I'm telling you, he strategically brought that up. Detail-oriented. See the beginning of the, uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Dan. <laughs> but not about the Dan, the John Hamm thing, though. All right, here's what I was going to say, though. E.T., okay, mm-hmm. well, I want to stay on that because we moved to the Dark night, right? Because the Dark night there's some tragedy too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. right? There's a lot of tragedy too. So before we get there, I wanted to kind of just jump back onto E.T. because you're talking about this idea of it's the tapestry of everyone's lives. It's the backdrop. It's, you know, it's everything weaved in. I was going through this when this happened and so on. Was there anything attached to E.T. for you?
0: Yeah, I, there was. And, and I don't really know how much I... Uh, Caught on to it when I was younger when I first saw the movie, but you know I I was I was um, a single mom uh, raised me pretty much my entire life, and so, wow, E.T. Okay. was one of the first <laughs> movies, only movies that I remember seeing where there was uh, a single mom in charge of the family, and it was a stable family unit. I mean they were well done. It was yeah, it was just a very and it was suburban, and E.T. Elliot is a younger kid, and so I think I related to him on a lot of different levels because mm-hmm. he, we shared a lot in common. And so you almost put yourself even more into his shoes. And I was actually very lucky that for the episode next week, we were able to get Dee Wallace to come on the show. And, wow. and, and it was great to talk to her about the characters, what, like? what, yeah. what she gave to that, to Mary, the, the, their mother and, and what she brought to that and her perspectives and feelings on it. So I can uh, still but, hear
1: her voice. Honestly, yeah. she's great
0: she's so good in that movie and she's such an amazing guest like I, I i my you know it's it's virtual so i was maybe a little less intimidated or maybe more than it would be <laughs> if we'd been doing it in person um but it's still just to be able to talk to her about the movie and she had so much insight into how they made it stuff that i would never even read about or anything so
1: and we can I, get all do, this on I, the podcast
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah she's all all this is on the on the show next week and but i think it is these little things that we find in these characters that we connect with and that, that, that put us into their shoes, and I think that's why we bond with movies, uh, a lot of movies, in the way that we do. Yeah, listen,
1: I, you know, I mean, for E.T. with me, you know, being adopted, it was, a, it, oh, it is, here's someone who comes, he enters the family, he's going to be a part of the family, now he's leaving. I'm like, oh, no, he can't leave. Like, <laughs> you know, by the way, aliens are real, um, in case you're wondering. And Did you hear that? Um, so – that being said, now let's move a little. And I don't want to like give away stuff because, you know, I want people to go and listen to all my movies. That sure. being said, you know, when you deal with the movie, like what is Dark Knight out already or is that coming up?
0: Yeah. Dark Knight was the first episode. Uh, okay. Then we did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That one just came out yesterday and mm-hmm. we were able to get Alex Winter on who was amazing.
1: Whoa, uh, slow down. Awesome. You have yes. Ale- oh yeah. I'm going to be subscribing right as soon as we're <laughs> done with this. You have Alex Winter and Dee Wallace. Okay. And what did I, what was Alex saying? Give me, give me some highlights.
0: Alex, it was just great to talk to him about, you know, that those movies are such a force for positivity. Like, I love all three of those Bill and Ted movies. And I-, I think that uh, particularly his perspective with, you know, he started it when he was, he'd been acting for a while, but, you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was 30 uh, years ago. And then to to return to it this year with with Face the Music, it, it was interesting because we we kind of were able to talk about How I had grown with the movies, but also in a way how he had as well, because having come back to it now at this point, uh, you know, he's also grown 30 years older with Bill and Ted in a different way, obviously, than I did. Uh, But it's interesting to talk about that process and that journey.
1: Yeah. Did you did you touch upon the how the careers separated, you know, like between him and Keanu and in the best of ways, I'm saying, you know, where, where you know, Alex went much more filmmaker and documentarian, you know, and he's made some incredible on the dark web on child stars. I mean, this guy is a real uh, compelling documentarian.
0: Yeah, but he chose I, was- a
1: completely different route.
0: We did, and 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 I, I did ask him a little bit about you know the impetus behind that, and and that was something that he had in mind before Bill and Ted. Even it was something really that he was already interested in. So, um, I, I love to hear about those journeys and and why you know why people take certain roads and go certain ways because yes. you know obviously he and Keanu have remained friends all have these they? decades. That was since. my
1: next question. Are they still close?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean and, and it's great to see how warmly he he spoke of him and and, and their friendship, but you know, Keanu obviously going much more of the in front of the camera route, Alex Winter very much drawn to the directorial behind the camera route and mm-hmm. and yet still here they come full circle however many years later. Um, was he happy
1: crazy. with everything that happened in the in the last film?
0: Uh, yeah, it seemed I like loved it. it, I mean, I'm just curious it's it's well it's it's i i I really liked it as well and Mm -hmm. i think it was obvious how enthusiastic both he and keanu and everybody who made it were about the movie you can tell watching Mm. a movie you can tell when the people that are making it are into it and having a good time and having fun and it's not just obligatory it's not just Mm -hmm. a a, you know a money grab it's like you could tell that this was actually something they'd wanted to do for a really long time
1: yeah, listen, and, and here's the other
0: interesting thing: is
1: uh, did he talk at all, or did you guys discuss or broach the idea that they're going to do a spinoff with the uh, daughters?
0: I didn't talk to the, about that. Actually, I'm curious because, about that. Um, <laughs> it, it is interesting to think where they're going to go because you can you can go pretty much anywhere.
1: Because he made enough money, right? I mean, the, the, you can't really say with box office, right? But can you? Because with the VOD,
0: well, you can. I mean, VOD is always tough because unless the companies themselves, it's not like box office where. The studio reports the number, and you know exactly right. how much it made. Right. Uh, that's the, the box office now isn't even really like that um, at the moment. But I, my hunch is looking at the budget of the film and the fact that you know I, I do a budget? show every week about the box office. The budget I think was that's around. why I'm
1: asking you, buddy. I know you're uh, filled yeah. with all this info.
0: <laughs> um, but, but I mean, looking at the fact that it, it, you know, it was in the top five. It made a few million dollars just from box office revenue. It's been on the VOD charts consistently for the last few weeks. I, I honestly think, given the given the budget that it had, which was you know in the teens mm-hmm. uh, ish, um, that's it. So they um, I, all I, deferred. It was a small. I mean, yeah, it was a smaller budget. Um, I think that relatively, I think that uh, <laughs> my guess would be it actually was probably a pretty pretty good success because with 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 video on demand they're largely not splitting that revenue with anybody like you do with the box office where you have to give a chunk to the theaters. When you're doing P&A. the VOD route, you take home all or most of that money as a studio. So the threshold is a little bit lower.
1: Let me just say, Jess. He already said it. I'm Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is, it is interesting because we're in this place now where like, what are movies now? Have you yeah. asked this question?
0: Uh, that's a great question. And, You know, it it changes even because just this week we had Black Widow gets pushed further back and Death on the Nile, which is supposed to come out in October, gets pushed further back. And so now theaters are really don't have a big major release now till November. And who knows how long they can stay open at this point because you know they reopened a little bit for tenant and new mutants and unhinged um with the hope that there was wonder woman was supposed to be coming out what next week
3: uh, by the original
0: schedule and it's not now so i I don't know because it's so unpredictable it's so unpredictable what's going to be going on i think that the studios probably thought that new york and la's theaters would be open by now and they're not so yeah i thought so too I I thought, you know, I was confident up until really up until this week. I was pretty confident mm. that, you know, the big chains were going to take their hits, they're going to take their licks and but, you know, things are going to slowly get back into motion and they're going to be okay. Now? Mm. Right. I'm just not sure because things keep getting pushed back and back and back and back and back and how long can they wait around and how many studios are just going to start doing more of the and, and the you know, you can't get a straight answer from from Disney about what happened with Mulan, but who knows how successful that business model is of of doing the the video on demand for like a two hundred million dollar movie. But I think it's a I think it's more up in the air now than it was back in March or April when this was first starting.
1: Well, don't you think there's something to maybe adapting the um, UFC model and the boxing model of pay per view for these two hundred million dollar movies, where it's a one time you know, event, and then it gets released four weeks later, you know, Mm -hmm. but everybody could watch it first run, you know, for 50, $60.
0: Yeah. I mean, $100. That's definitely a possibility. I think what it, Mm -hmm. what it requires is a wholesale rethinking of the entire distribution model. Um, which which we were kind of in the process of already, but there was still there was still kind of a process. Which is like there's VOD and there's theatrical, and one or right. the other happens. And now, I think that there's probably a lot of studios that have people doing calls very similar to this, thinking about how do we reinvent the wheel here because this is yeah. now pushed into its seventh month. It'll be since theaters closed, and they're they're kind of open now, but even with tenant, people didn't rush back to see it.
1: No, and I'm dying to see it. I was in Vegas and I still didn't go, you know, because I was just like, you know what? I'm already at risk. I'm not, you know, it was too, and people in Vegas, by the way.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, you know, I kind of ran home, but I, I didn't want to go to a theater. And I love that, as we discussed, you know, I was raised in the theaters. Yeah. So, in, Jer-
2: in Jersey, you can rent out an entire theater. It costs about 150 bucks. And you basically get a theater to yourself or you can bring your friends. It's hot, like you get. It's like 150 or 200 bucks, a ticket and you can basically get the whole thing and you could bring like eight friends or whatever, but like people are just buying out the entire theaters to watch tenants. So they don't have to sit with anybody. Mm -hmm. There's a couple theaters doing that kind of stuff.
0: Alamo draft house. I I read actually, they, they introduced a model. I think this week it was like 150 bucks to rent the theater, but then you had to guarantee, I think another $150 in food and drink sales and you had to buy your tickets. So,
1: okay. So they're getting 300 plus the ticket sale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: Listen, they're trying to stay open, right? They're trying to stay I, I think stay that's open. fair.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: You, know, you want to give me a whole theater for $300? bucks? i am in. I'll go do that for Tenant tomorrow. <laughs>
0: well, really? if you could find an Alamo draft out that's doing it, then uh, maybe yeah but anyway. set that up.
1: Yeah, but I don't think uh, – Yeah, it's the thing. Chris Nolan won't allow that.
0: That's always been the big question with me. And, mm. and when we were leading up to Tenant and they kept pushing it, and, and mm-hmm. I was a proponent and I still think they should have waited, but – I also get they wanted to make the global play and it's actually been doing all right globally, but I've always wondered where that started and where that stopped the, the Chris Nolan pushing it
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and Warner brothers saying it needs to get out. We want it out. And I think that that's going to be one of those things in five or 10 years when the books are written on this era. Yep. When when people are, are finally do start to talk about it is what was it like behind the scenes of that and how much of it was a, a studio saying we need to make money and how much of it was Chris Nolan and his devotion to the theatrical model, et cetera? What was the push and pull there?
1: Well, listen, I think I think it's both, right? I don't think that that's where the conflict lies. Warner Brothers saying, I want to make a fortune. You know, let's let's let this thing out because it should have made a fortune. And Chris Nolan saying you can't VOD it. And I'll only approve X amount of theater. Like you said, the love of theater theatrical. That's where the conflict comes in. So the good news is we don't have that with many directors. Most studios own everything lock, stock, and barrel.
0: That's true. Most do. I mean, Christopher Nolan is one of a handful of directors that could make that kind of a demand of, of saying, well, right. it's playing in theaters and that's all there is to it.
2: I, I really think that the, that, you know, because they, they overestimated the amount of money Mulan made in VOD. They said mm-hmm. that, that that 260 was probably closer to 86. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. VOD, recently, there was a, a, a report oh. about that. I think that if Mulan had actually made $262 million, that we wouldn't have seen uh, Black Widow push to May. I think that they would have probably, we would have been seeing some of those movies coming out in December, January, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I tend to agree, and that two hundred and sixty I actually did on my box office show on Monday. I actually covered that and and reported <laughs> on that story because I came from Yahoo Finance, who took some analytics from a company called Seven Park and said that based on their numbers, Mulan could have made this much money. And 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 I you know I was read that report and said okay, well that's interesting, and sort of brought it up. And now they backtracked, and Seven Park is said like no, our numbers were completely mis misrepresented, and I actually have to go back and re cover that this this upcoming week, but. Uh, yeah, I would agree though. If Mulan had made two hundred fifty million dollars, would <throat> Disney then be pushing back all of their releases, or would they have said, "Well, we're going to get an even better result from an MCU movie"? So, yeah. Um,
1: listen, I think it's a smart point that Jason just made, and I, I do agree with it. Also, uh, you know, listen, this is this is what we're kind of facing down the barrel of, uh, so to speak, and and you know, I mean, how many people have this? Maybe PTA has it, and Quentin has it. A, a few people that can say, you know. It has to be theatrical. Otherwise, mm-hmm. every movie they make, they're going to do whatever they want. And if the real money's in VOD, that's where that big looming question is. Are we going to see the end of theaters?
0: Right. And and even even Scorsese couldn't get a full domestic release for The Irishman. And he's mm-hmm. the most committed cinephile out there. And, and he got it out in limited theaters nationwide, but it it, it did not get a full nationwide release. So... It, it's yeah. going to be very interesting with these with these directors who are very much about the tactile nature of cinema and the shared mm-hmm. experience in these next few years with studios saying, like, well, listen, the, the money's just not there. It's just not well, there. Yeah. We can't do it.
1: And we'll also well, that's bullshit, but they'll say that
0: they'll say that because they right. don't want to and they don't want to put it out. In Netflix, would, Netflix, they would rather not put any of their movies out in theaters. Are you can ever. Me?
1: Well, why? Why? Why take the cost, right? And that's what every right. studio is going to say. Here's the thing. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a reality that is going to exist in the not so distant future where all these theaters close? But then what we see is the studios opening up their theaters, so they're not paying these distribution fees, and they're like, "Oh, Warner Brothers uh, Studio, Warner Brothers Theaters."
0: Fox theaters. there were rules for that that just got you know the doj recommended that they be revoked and it looks like that's going to happen which was the paramount decrees which prevented just that kind of thing from happening not all studios there were some like disney or netflix that could have owned their own theaters but there were others that couldn't um i I, you know i don't know i i think it all depends on if they can crack this this premium video on demand model because if you're a studio
1: Mm -hmm. and you
0: can make as much or more money just putting it on itunes and uh, Amazon and everywhere else, then why from a cost standpoint, why would you make the expense of, of putting a money in theatrically now as a movie goer, that hurts me because mm-hmm. I, well, I don't think you can replicate that experience, but you it really is going to be, if, if there's a studio out there that can crack the premium video on demand model so that they can spend $150 million to make a movie and make money putting it out on demand at the same rate that they could in a theater, then we're going to see a lot less movies in theaters. I think.
1: I cracked it. It's the pay per view box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you get one weekend. There's eight shows. They're each a hundred bucks a piece, just like that. And you get to order it. And that's it. And that's the only people who see it. And then you got to wait a month and a half after that for a VOD release. And you never leave your home.
0: Yeah. I mean, piracy, though, you always have to worry about piracy. And that's a lot easier to pirate uh, when you're doing it with that model. And that's always a big concern.
1: Mm, mm. All right. Well, listen. I can't come up with all the answers. I got to leave it to somebody <laughs> else to do something. Jason, what do you got? No, tell me well, you're red lighting. I'm red
2: lighting no. you, but I want to let you guys <sighs> know. I have a really nice screen. I have a big grassy backyard. You guys are welcome to come over to Smitty Productions, Smitty Little right. Films. We got we got Scoob screening. We'll we'll, we'll whatever you guys want. We got have that inflatable shit going. screen. We have, I have the I have the I have a full on like 100 inch outdoor screen. 150-inch outdoor screen and a, and a nice projector. You guys could sit in the pool. You could sit on you the grass six feet apart. 100 feet?
0: You could 100, no, 100-inch.
2: 150-inch. 150-inch. That's what I meant.
0: You could yeah. have a nice little side hustle going on. Yeah, right? right? Just oh, Yeah, man. we'll just
2: we'll just put out some blankets. We'll screen some E.T., some uh, dark night rises or whatever night rises. We're going to be
1: talking about this, Jason. I didn't realize that was going on over there. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, all people of the internet, you should go to Dan's new podcast, All My Movies, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. What are what you going to say, Jason?
2: Nothing. It comes out every Wednesday. There you go. It's fucking good, and <laughs> and and listen to his, his velvety tones. Listen to this voice. You yeah. you you Come need on. to. If you're listening to our podcast right now with my weird nasal shit going on, you need <laughs> to turn it off and go listen. Refresh yeah. your ears. Don't
1: get crazy. And go Don't listen to Dan. Just just when you're Dan finished. What? Go over to Dan.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying, come on, you're, you're bored of me at this point. You've you've heard all my jokes. You're, it's, you guys are like my wife. You've heard them all. You're done. Go
1: get out of here. Well, look, if you can have get. this easier conversation about movies, get. like we just did for forty minutes, then uh, you should probably listen to the podcast. Yeah. Probably, I mean, definitely. Get over to Dan Merle's podcast <laughs> right now. Off all screen. my movies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Dan, thank
0: you for being here. Very Thanks much. for having me. This is so much uh, fun. I appreciate it.
3: All right, of
1: well, course. you'll have to come back, buddy. I'd love to. That would be awesome. All right. Dan Merle, everybody. Thank you very much.
0: All right. What a guy.
1: Yeah, what a sweetheart. And, you know, very easy to talk to and uh, very, very knowledgeable. He knows his stuff and, uh, he, you know, he's,
2: he, oh, it, it, and it, it is a really fun podcast to listen to and, it is. you know, he's all connected with that SCN stuff and, because uh, it and, and, just started
1: and, uh, is one of the rare ones where I haven't, you know, listened and been downloaded. So I'm just, you know, but I know him from other stuff, but I'm, yep. um, I wasn't so familiar <laughs> with the podcast. So I, I was very impressed. What are you doing there? Something's coming up. Jason's lifting a curtain. Oh my God, look at those. Are those me undies? see, these are, I'm waiting for my new batch.
2: These are my big boy me undies. These are big okay. ones.
1: Okay. First of all, I'm still waiting for my batch of me undies underwear, of my onesies, of the socks. I don't know where it is, but it's gonna be here any day, like at the end. It's not late, by the way. It's it's actually early. I'm just very excited. Mm-hmm. I just I'm serious. So that thing right there, those, 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 uh, those briefs, those boxer briefs. Yeah, I love right. the boxer briefs. I love
2: the boxer briefs. I like the way it holds my meat mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and gives, me, gives me kind of some, some assurance in the seat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like things flopping around out there. Hold my meat
1: stuff. and good in the seat. Yep, holds my meat, good in the seat. All right. well, you know um, why? Because of the micromodal. they got that proprietary it's like uh you know patagonia for your balls
2: yeah it is pretty much and you know one thing we haven't really talked about that i want to bring up here bring it if you hate them if if for some reason you just don't like softness around your 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 twig and berries
1: drives you crazy
2: or maybe like comfort you just don't like that comfort you don't like to feel that kind of secure but or maybe you suffer you know maybe something happens and you're walking by a um you know, like a nail in your underpants and like there's just a rogue nail there and you just scrape up against it and it gives you a big old tear on the side. They will refund you for any reason. And you they, they don't, don't need a reason. It. You don't even have to, yeah, you don't have to send them back or nothing. You say, Hey, listen, I need my money back. These right. didn't work for me. Right. And we don't talk about go. that a lot, but it's pretty, pretty amazing. they'll right? just send it right back to you. It's like three to five business days, yeah. whatever you, know, you spend, you know, it's, it's back. Care. Care. You'll know, send it back to your bank, whatever it needs. Um, and that's one of the really cool things about these guys is they are they, they're willing to back it up. It's not an issue. Um, you know, you you come back and you're like, you know, the banana hammock style, which you can get, they don't work for me. No, too much rubbish. I, I'm starting fires down there. Can't do these. Yeah, the banana, banana hammock back.
1: for me is way too loose.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. It's not, it's not, Just it's can't not do hammocking. It. I don't have Just anything do that it. needs a hammock. No, I, I don't want to lose all the hair between my, you know, <laughs> twixt. Hair between betwixt my legs, like in the in the in the in the thigh region. Yes, I do. I don't know. Where I have hair everywhere. Question, I'm. Actually. You think my face is the only <laughs> you know thing looks that looks like this? Question. My, I have angel wings growing out of my back of, of just large scoops. I look like the Shaggy D A out here. Angel right? wings. Yeah, angel wings of it. This is like two but, large patches right where my wings would go.
1: But what we are saying is that you can get micromodal from sustainable beechwood trees that literally is pulp
2: to yarn he's doing that thing like my wife does when i start yelling where she gets like what why are you being so loud i'm quiet now yeah, I'm i hate quiet. that i'm
1: excited today yeah no i'm excited to listen why you still to this podcast go listen to dan merle same 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 things to say not crazy things same things Micromoto, which is proprietary, like we said, it's Patagonia for your balls. And the other thing is that it's made from sustainable beechwood trees, pulp to yarn. No trees are harmed. And these things are so comfortable. It's, it's, oh, okay. Yep. Um, that's why I'm so yep. anxious for my bag to be here. No pun yep.
2: intended. Um, and just remember meandies.com, offer code stuck. meandies.com offer code stuck. Do
1: it, get some. Join the club uh, like for 20 join, bucks a month yeah. and you'll just get stuff sent.
2: Yeah, Dan Harmon used to do whole episodes in his Me Onesie. Like, he'd do whole episodes live in his Me Onesie. Me undie that's onesie? Yeah, the Me Onesie onesie. Were
1: they Rick and Morty Me Undie onesies? No, they didn't even have that back then, but he'd
2: still do it. He didn't give a shit. Like, he loved them. Like, he would do whole episodes. Mm-hmm. So, if it's good mm-hmm. enough for Dan Harmon's balls, and it's nothing is too good for Dan Harmon's balls, right? Except Me Undies and maybe Cody, <laughs> you need to get
1: a pair of Go me, to undies. me Undies. Code stuck. All right. All right, so we're done. We're done. But Ah. by the way, that's passionate because we do believe in it. We do. Moving on.
2: What's up, Jason? Well, I've been. There's a couple things going on right now. I wanted to bring up in entertainment. I don't know if you got to see this yet, um, but they did an an entire Friends episode um, on Zoom with an all black cast. (laughs) Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, they recreated it. They had uh, Sterling K. Brown, Uzo Aduba, a bunch of people. Do uh um oh, do like kind wow. of a read of the first episode Friends? Of the all, pilot? Like yeah, of all with an all black cast. It's fucking awesome. You should go out there and check it out.
1: Oh yes, I I must watch that. That is. And by the way, did you check out the Fast Times at Ridgemont High thing that Dane Cook did with it? Oh, I saw that. That looked awesome. Yeah, they, they it was Brad great. I heard Pitt, that Jennifer Aniston, Sean yeah. Penn, uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf playing. Yeah, Spicoli. I heard Shia
2: LaBeouf stole the show. Well,
1: I heard he's he one was of the like, best actors out there he is and he, you know yeah. he he used to go to a lot to my
2: wife well a restaurant my wife worked at and said he was always super nice and then just one day disappeared and never came back and then start reappeared at a different restaurant next door but he just you know just stays there until they kick him out
1: <laughs> listen you know no one that, that that is that talented is totally sane oh. by any means and you know if you want to watch stuff at that level even when the guy does a zoom it's something that gets talked about globally you know, so if you want to watch talent at that level, you have to put up with whatever he does. That's you know, right. He's not racist. He's not awful. He's just crazy. He's just weird. He just, you know, yeah. he, you know he just he's, drinks a lot. He, listen, you know, you can't quiet those voices, man. Listen, the people who are that level of talent, like, okay, I'm going to tell you a little story that was told to me by my friend, um, uh, Mark, right? Uh, he's one of the greatest tattoo artists in the world. He's considered one of the top, like, three right so there was a woman real upscale woman who is uh i think she was getting something done actually from him and there was this guy sitting and there's always someone visiting mark when you're upstairs and he's tatting you and there's this homeless guy sitting uh, you know and she's watching this homeless guy and she's like and mark's talking to the guy and the guy's like like and and she's like watching mark and trying to figure out like why mark is has this person sitting here you know and and why this homeless person is talking to Mark, and, they're, right. they're, and then he just gets up with all his dirt and grime, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And she finally turns to you know to Mark, and she's like, "What? Who? What? Why is? What the hell? <laughs> What's right. going on?" He's like, "Oh man, that's my that's Daniel Day Lewis, man. <laughs> that's, and it's like it was Daniel Day Lewis, like homeless, like whatever he was doing, whatever he's preparing right. for. This is what happens when you want to watch levels of talent at that." space you have to put up with insanity because the voices in these people's heads they don't just shut off when they go to sleep
2: right in order to be able to portray those kind of emotions you got to have those emotions right like you can't just you just can't pull those things out of nowhere you got to have something
1: yeah and you're channeling things that you know and i'm a really excellent channeler and i can't imagine what guys like shia labeouf or or kate blanchett or you know daniel day lewis are are channeling
2: munchkins live in cliff's teeth by the way and anyway um no, I'm just saying aliens are real. Um
1: <laughs> okay, what else did you want to bring up?
2: Did I uh, did I answer anything? No, Maybe I just wanted I have to have tell you about it. I, I think it's really fun. If you haven't had a chance to go watch it, you should. They, you know, to. you got uh Gabriel Union was in there. Um it, it's just a really She's fun, right. a really, really fun uh a thing that they did. I, I like these things. I, I think that you know, you you've seen a lot of these little table reads for charity or for whatever. And yes, you know, I, I'm I'm appreciative of it. I think that, you know, it's not the least people can do, but at least people are doing things that are kind of interesting and creative and trying to make the most out of what they have.
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean, you know, Sean Penn and Layla George, who we've had on the show, you know, she, you know, they, they believe they might've started core relief for COVID and that's what, you know, was sponsored, uh, you know, the charity that went uh, to the fast times thing. I'm sure there was a charity for the friends thing.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, oh, I want to bring up. Speaking of candy, not COVID, we've we've been yes. sending out some. Uh, we some, weren't speaking uh, of
1: it, but go. Well,
2: else? we were speaking of charities and COVID, and you know. With, so speaking of speaking of whatever I want to talk about. Um, hey, go
1: take the power. <laughs> go
2: ahead. Uh, we said we Not COVID. Uh, some pinatas, and actually, we're gonna we're gonna do a, um, and we'll we'll kind of announce this a little bit more. Maybe we'll have something, but we're gonna do a, um the Pounding chef. We're gonna send one of the Pounding Chef she's gonna do an opening box opening for us, and we're gonna get oh, all that that awesome. get, get all set up because uh we found a uh COVID pinata that we're gonna start utilizing as our our official the official COVID. But does it have uh, to get home on it? Oh, well, Cliff we'll we'll figure out a way to get that all set. Yeah, so there let's too. get
1: get Jesse Durrell on that. but but, uh, uh, seems to be able to know how to do those. but we
2: got that kind of stuff and so we're going to start putting up pictures of people who are using the pinatas and uh actually deciding to participate um and we've got a really good set of feedback on that so i wanted to let everybody know and if you wide
1: open go ahead yeah Yeah, that's you
2: you know and we're going to be doing a little bit more and and pushing it a little bit more but if you want to take the stuck at home challenge let me know We're, we're sending these things out and all we ask you to do is be safe during halloween and don't go door to door don't go door to door randomly to random people's houses. If you got a way to set it up, like if you want to drive your kids to other people's houses so they could wave at people and put candy in yeah, their thing from candy so, their thing? social sure. distance, Yeah. But do it safe. Just make sure that you're keeping everybody separate. And it's not about your kids not getting sick or you. It's right. about not getting other people sick. And it's not about not trans. It is about know. all
1: of you. It's about all of it together.
2: To. It's not right. just. This is a, again. This is a family. This is you know. We're a society and a community and a family and a Humanity. and a unit. And we have to treat ourselves like that. And we have to be responsible. Otherwise, you guys have seen the end of twelve monkeys. That shit goes it's not, fast. It's not good. Look, it's one not, airplane and, and everybody's fucking infected. Yeah, we're in take this one together. flight to goddamn Fiji. Listen to Dan Merrell's
1: podcast. I mean, uh, by the way you're going, I think people are. They're leaving <laughs> in drones. I'm uh, out of control.
2: I'm out of control. Today. What happened today?
1: Nothing. I just am feeling it. <laughs> um, it's my wife's birthday, and she keeps Yes, I know. Let's me. take a moment to say happy birthday to Stephanie Smith. By the way, happy birthday, Stephanie Smith. Happy birthday, Stephanie Smith. Yeah, for putting up with Jason, <laughs> she's been calling it September um, for a little bit. And oh, so- I forgot that's a the a women birthday thing. Step-tember. It's my birthday month.
2: So it's been September, but she's doing good. Oh, We've way. been getting her some cool stuff, but uh, that's how she's been able to like. I'm in the middle of watching a TV show, and she'll go, you know, Love Island would be more of a step September show.
1: <laughs> September's <laughs> Steph-Tember. I like that. <laughs> Listen, by the way, that is such a, a female uh, thing, by the way. Yes, happy steph to everyone. And when you're thinking about something, just think, what would Steph do? Because it is her month.
2: It is her month. Um, and it's her time of the month, actually, her time of the month for her birthday. Oh, Not for anything else. That's what I that, mean. Bud.
1: See, I, I, you like, know, I just, boom. But like, nope. I'm Just Wait, wait, we have one of those. Nope. We do have one. There it is. There it is. All right, so there it is. next time there it I'm going gonna, gonna to have it marked. But happy birthday, Steph. That is, happy that is very stuff, real. Yeah. And you're a great mom, you're a great wife, you're a great woman and a human being. Uh, yeah. I hope you have a great day.
2: And so, she puts up with this beard and she's going to get it all up in her choo cha I mean, listen. there's so
1: much that she's putting up with. I'm getting in trouble for that one. She's got to put up with me. She's got to put up with you. Yeah. I mean, literally, how literally. much more could there be?
2: Uh, well, then there's, there's also there's also our daughter. So she's got to put up with a lot.
1: I, listen, that's what you say. I, I think Sarah's a doll. Right?
2: Sarah's amazing. Sarah's right. amazing. Right. But between the between me and uh me and Sarah, we can we could be a handful. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like
2: too guys. much horseplay in the house.
1: <laughs> Stop horsing around. Okay. There's a lot of Happy birthday, play. Steph. Um wait, you were saying that though for another reason. You was not not we wanted to take oh. a moment, but you were also saying it's Steph's birthday and Oh
2: yeah. It's just, it's just been a, it's been a big week. Like we've talked about, this is feels like a third, this feels like a Friday, right? We've, we've gone through a lot <laughs> this week. And, uh, and so there's just a lot going on today. Um, I I actually took some time today to watch the new uh, 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 Raised by Wolves episode. One you of did. the two, I know you're I not, we're not going to talk me. about it. So we're going to get there, but there's some real, that thing's driving me crazy. It's eight really nine. cool. Uh, eight and nine are there. So we're just, we're going to the, oh, well, I have one left.
1: And then tonight uh, at 9 o'clock is Ted Lasso. And
2: t- you got Ted I mean, Lasso that's coming. A joke. And the boys coming out at 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, that's uh, right.
1: I saw Laz Alonzo uh, posted something about the new episode saying, like, it's the sickest one ever.
2: Yeah. So we got a lot of good stuff coming out, you know, and I've been looking and, you know, we're going to hit a weird time here in October. I think that the we're going to have, there's going to be some network stuff coming out, but a lot of, um, I, I think it's not going to be as t- uh, much in the way of, New releases for a couple weeks for a series anyway. There's gonna be some horror movies coming out and stuff. Yeah, but I don't see a lot of series. There's a there's a new one coming out called Tehran that I'm interested in checking out on Apple. Tehran? Yeah, T E H R A N. T H R A N T E H like Tehran? Tehran.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. The place.
2: Bryce, it's so good. I could tell you that these new episodes are they take it in a whole direction I did not see coming. So I'm not going to say anything else, but it's pretty interesting where they're going with this. I, I
1: mean, Alex was so evasive with the stuff when we had him on last week, you know, it's like, and I still didn't get to ask at least half of my questions, nope, nope. Um, but by the way, we have to have him back. I, I, Scott, Scott Porch, make sure, will you please book Alex to come back on the Thursday of the season finale? Let's try it. Can we try that? Yep. All right. Let's try that because that, or the day after, so yep. we can actually talk about
2: it. So we can ask about the end of it. So yep. that'd be next so we week. Get,
1: that's next week? Yeah, next week will be
2: the last episode, right? Less two. No, it's 9-10, right? It's only 10 episodes, right? So we got eight and nine. Episode ten only next
1: week. one episode next week? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's such a bummer. No. Are you positive about that?
2: Look, I don't I know. I, sure. I just feel like 11 is really a, a weird number. 11 just a, a weird a number. I don't know. About that. So
1: yeah. did you even start Love Fraud?
2: I haven't started yes. Love Yeah, we're going to definitely do that. it. Um, no, I've been watching a little, like it's, it's September. So I've been watching a little bit of uh survivor okay. with stuff. So, but, um, I haven't watched any love fraud yet. I am planning to start watching that t- today. Um, at, or this weekend. And I really want to check that one out.
1: Have you watched uh, wait, is love Island the one where they're at the resort, but uh, they're doing yoga?
2: No, Love Island is the one in Vegas now. Or it used to be an island, but they're basically... Um, there's a hotel in Vegas right now that they've shut down completely, and they're basically staying in the penthouse of an empty hotel.
1: Uh, like a bunch of good-looking people who are yeah. all having sex? hmm
2: Oh, I might See, that's
1: what <laughs> I wanted Big Brother to be. Yeah, no. Has this started this is already?
2: Yeah, this is... They're, 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 it's every single day. It's on
1: TV every single day. How many, how many episodes are there? Like, wait, I don't think Today we'll be no, watching no Big Brother, Love Island, and Survivor. <laughs> What's that? What, do you know the show I'm talking about with the resort where all these people are like doing yoga and...
2: Here. You want to be on it?
1: Here, Yeah, come on, Steph. Ask her. Ask her. Come on. Let's talk about Love Island for a second. Happy birthday. Yeah, I
2: know.
3: It's hair Happy, Hi, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy
1: birthday,
3: Stephanie. Hello, thank you.
1: Let's talk Hi. about Love Island for a second. Hello. What's going on yes, with that? This sounds very Love good. Island. Yeah, tell me so, about it.
3: Love Island is a show where they bring in uh, singles and they couple them up. And then every couple of days they bring in a few more singles and they, uh, the, either the girls are in power or the boys are in power. And then they choose who they want to couple up with and a few people go home. Um, and so. But there's sex going on. Well, I'm not sure there's actual sex going on because they all sleep in one big communal room. Um, in this each, penthouse? In a, no. It, well, in a bed with their, Jason couple. is doing
1: the intercourse yes, thing I see him. behind.
3: I um, I've, see I've learned to tr- to tune Jason out. <laughs> I just want
1: uh, the uh, listeners to know.
3: Yeah, Jay- Jason, back here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know that there's actual sex has happened, but uh, I wouldn't put it past them. But a lot yeah. of a lot of making out, a lot of making out with each other. It's you know, romance. there's a lot of swapping.
1: Right, a lot of so, romance.
3: Yeah, a romance.
1: Yeah, but cool. it's it is swapping. It's like romance swapping. Uh-huh,
3: swapping, and it's Are on five young- nights. They're young, uh-huh, like 22 to 27 probably. Like Like, like
1: 15% body fat between all of them?
3: Oh, yeah, uh-huh. They're all walking yeah. around in skimpy little bathing suits. Right. They're at the Cromwell Hotel in Vegas, which is shut down right now. By the so, way,
1: have you been to the Cromwell? I've not. It's the worst. Like, it's a I Caesars property, hotel.
3: I know, because Terrible. they do tons of ads for Caesars.
1: Terrible. Um, I mean, it really, I, it's terrible, and wow. and the rooms are, I mean, look, the penthouse, I'm sure, is impressive, but mm-hmm. they're sitting in the Cromwell. By the way, I'd rather be in any other hotel alone than the Cromwell, and they can't yeah. even gamble, right? They can't go downstairs to gamble? Oh, no,
3: I mean, like, they, they set up dates for them, but the dates are literally two cocktail tables with, like, a charcuterie board and two glasses of wine on each, and they sit there and talk for 20 minutes about how they're really interested in getting to know each other, and uh, and that's it. That's the date. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Wait,
1: <laughs> it's dull. It, but It's dull. It, I but mean, Vegas is open. Why are they? So they just closed this down. Yeah, but like-
3: COVID. So usually they'd be like on a tropical Island somewhere. So part oh. of the deal is that you're isolated. You're only around these people that you're coupled up with. Um,
1: okay. That's a, that's an important part of this. So they're sure. not seeing any outside world. At just all.
3: like with it, just like with the bachelor or any of those shows, half of the psychological uh effect of being isolated from society is that you really start to feel that these people that you've met for three weeks are like your soulmate
1: stockholm syndrome
3: exactly so um it's less effective when they let them out into the world
1: and and this is so they have it so the 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 show is you meet the you meet the good-looking people and then they have Mm -hmm. dates and then they bring and then you watch the dates of whatever the selected ones are correct yeah, and they have
3: conversations amongst themselves, and then the, host, the, and the right. host drops in and says, tonight there will be a recoupling, and two <laughs> boys will go home. The two boys that are not chosen uh, to couple up will be in danger of leaving the villa. And so then they kick out the two, and then the next day they bring in two more girls. If two boys went home, then two girls come in the next day. So it's a constant shifting of the power back and forth from the boys to the girls. And, and what's the object? Well, the object is to find love, Cliff, just like all of these shows. They're there to find love. But how does it – eliminate so make the deep connection. People? Who's yeah.
1: eliminating the people? How are they deciding who gets the
3: eliminated? The girls – well, when the girls are in power, they eliminate the boys. And when the uh-huh. boys are in power, they eliminate the girls. Uh, so okay. there's like one – there's two solid couples and then one guy that has hooked up with three different girls that are currently there. And, you know, it's just – it's a mess.
1: Okay, yeah I'm, I'm Jason, I, well, me, yeah, I'm in on this, yeah. this <laughs> Jason. He can't hear me, but I'm
3: in on this. This is what I wanted. This on board. Yeah, this is this is what this I is wanted. It. For, uh, garbage. Big Brother to be. Yeah, it's just trash, and Big Brother usually right. is that. Yes. But uh, but because everybody's, you know, they're all they all have significant others at home. Usually they That's do it more of a Love Island style cast. Where yeah. do you, do you look hot in a bathing suit? Do you want to hook up with strangers this summer on TV? Yes. Uh, you're hired. <laughs> Welcome to Big Brother. <laughs> so this year yeah, I was
1: very big, disappointed with that, with big yeah. brother stuff.
3: Yeah. It's really just gameplay and it's really weak gameplay. CBS. If you're watching, we're not very happy with your all-star no, season. I tuned it
1: out. The second I saw everyone's no. happily married with kids. I'm like, no yeah, one's snooze, banging right. on this. Yeah. At mm-hmm. all.
3: And there's no like well, affairs, nothing. Also they all, you know, the big brother community is pretty, uh, pretty close knit. So they all have gotten to know each other outside of the house. And it's much harder to cut your friend's throat than it is to cut a stranger's throat. So, you know, and they get an appearance fee this year because they're all-stars. So um, everybody's making money walking in the door. So nobody's as concerned about the big prize.
1: Yeah, I, it's snooze fest. Love Island. Island. Love, Island. Love Island. Love
3: Island's where it's at. We're enjoying yes, it. It we're starts going out a little that. slow, and, but it's and, all on CBS All Access. It's a great binge for the CBS weekend. All okay.
1: And you know this show, The Resort Show? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like no, resort but, island
3: or something. No, but that sounds great too. That sounds like, like a thing I would enjoy.
1: Pretty people who are supposed to be like you know getting meditation want- and yoga and and uh-huh. but they're all messes.
3: And oh, all I love that. Each other. I'm here for it. I like yeah. all of those. The that 90 Day Fiance married at first sight. All yep. of it. Bring me all the trash. I love yep. those.
1: Yep, that sounds great. Yeah. All me. right, Steph. Well, happy awesome. birthday. Thank, what, thank you, ask you me? so much. We can do something.
3: Oh no, huh? Okay, I was just going to ask Jason if his leg is. Poor Jason, I'm sitting
1: on his lap and killing him, I think. So. Well, <laughs> Bye, Cliff. Steph. Bye. Happy Thank birthday. You.
3: Thanks. Bye.
2: Ooh, Stephanie Smith. Bring me all the trash was actually what um, it said underneath her picture in the yearbook. I, know,
1: I, know. <laughs> I thought that was your wedding motto. <laughs> exactly. Here comes the That was trash. her wedding motto. Bring me all the trash. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't like taking taking shots at you. So oh, no, Ter- no, Happy no. birthday, stuff from Terry Brown. Yes, Bryce, uh, you won money at craps at the Cromwell. <laughs> listen, listen uh, at the Crapwell. Listen, that's great. Uh, it, I, go back there. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. I just can't. Uh, I, I, that place just is bleh. very uninspired. The Cromwell. They try to make it like, oh, we're so stuffy. We have a stuffy name. No, no, doesn't work. No, nope. you got.
2: Oh no, I, I'm I'm good. I um, I'm just saying I am so sad that that's wouldn't be my weekend. I'm gonna. <laughs> you already you had a big big foreshadowing of your weekend like, while oh. she was sitting on your lap. I was like oh, that's what we're gonna do. Okay, I yeah. I think I gotta mow the lawn. You're coming um, on
1: Sunday, aren't? you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. So um, there you go. <laughs> there's one. There's a few hours. All right. Well, it's that time. <sighs> okay. Listen, we're back though again for one more episode we this all week. Let that price. Roulette always takes you. Craps giveth and roulette taketh away. <laughs> yeah, don't play roulette. All right, Ooh. everybody, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Take care of each other.
0: See you tomorrow. Ted Lasso for life. Woo.